Hi, how's it going, everybody? My name is Chris. I'm Matt. And welcome to That's Creative, the only show where it's completely acceptable for you to still be tucked in by your mom when you're 30 years old. That's right. Speaking of being 30 years old and being tucked in by your mother, Matt, are you excited for phase four of the MCU? No. <laughs> Why? I am not. I have no excitement for this phase, honestly. Talk to me. Why? I just... It seems so... So, Black Widow movie is coming up. Second trailer just got released. We did just watch the trailer. We did. Um, it looks fine. It just... It's weird to me, Infinity Saga, to close and then to open up the new chapter of this book with a prequel to a character that just died who was one of the original six Avengers who's we, been there since the third movie. We did talk about this a little bit over text and how unless this villain somehow lives i think i think this is an interesting villain though who is the villain it's tony masters taskmaster his he has i don't know if he's a mutant or what but he has the ability to completely perfectly mirror any fight style or any the fighting style of any of his opponents so if you've seen the trailer he's shooting a bow similar form to hawkeye he's using the shields in the same way that captain america does um he mirrors he just mirrors whoever he's fighting that must make him really hard to fight against yeah i guess you need two on one to even fight him and even then i think he's really talented and there's speculation of whoever it is there's an internet theory that hawkeye is taskmaster because this takes place before um i thought this took place in that middle part after civil war it does where so I guess it? Hawkeye would be on house arrest. It's just an internet theory because he has a bow. I, I don't that think that's the like case. sounds like a really dumb theory. Th- there's a theory. Me. If this is a one-shot villain, like it's not, they're not going to do anything with his villain going forward, that it will be revealed to be a character who's personal to Natasha. I don't like that. I'd rather just have it be Tony Masters and have him be a really good, interesting villain like Loki going forward. You know... I, I still don't know how to feel about Phase Four because you know we we both we we saw Endgame together on the opening night, <sighs> me you your girlfriend and a couple of other people some friends, and it was it it was good I really I enjoyed it I really did, it's just it felt like it had some it was like, a nice closure night to it it yeah, was it was, good it was a wholesome it ending closed it wasn't wholesome but I would say it closed the book of the MCU. They closed it very well. It it did. It it wrapped things up. They should. It wasn't a perfect movie. We'll say that. What they should have done but, is they should have scrapped Far From Home, and made that the start of Phase yes. Four, instead of having it be a weird epilogue. And yep. they should have spent probably two, three years for the bubble to let die. Us miss it. Let the bubble go down. And then do what they did with the Star Wars sequel trilogy and just drop a trail out of nowhere and then let the internet savages, which we have just become a part of, we have. tear it apart. Yeah. That's what they and should have done. I, I don't miss Marvel. It just is like they can't just stop the money train I'm for five seconds. I'm not excited for it. That's the problem. I'm, I think it will be great. I think Black Widow will, will be a great movie. You do have the star power just, of Scarlett Johansson. You do have... What's his face? The guy who played Jim Hopper from Florence Stranger Things. Florence Pugh from Midsummer, who was really good. Yes. Um, it, 
you have a lot of fantastic people in this upcoming movie the problem is i just don't care anymore it's good to start off a movie with small stakes yeah but there's no stakes because we know she's gonna live we know how this movie is gonna end pretty much we Mm -hmm. have a general idea of how it's gonna end i don't know what happened to florence Pugh florence Pugh's character but natasha's wearing her vest in infinity war so i don't know if the character dies or whatever but we know black widow lives and i would have much preferred to have this movie be made before (laughs) instead of captain marvel oh my gosh gosh no no well i mean yes, yes but just i can't stand captain marvel i can't stand brie larson her acting was horrible. the The writing was horrible. Everything was it horrible. Just, it was just. It was like she was playing three or four different characters at the same time. Like one of them's like, "Oh, she's wholesome," and, she and the no other one's charisma. sad, and the other one's like angry. And like, you know, I, I did like the part where, you know, there was that montage of her standing up. I kind of was just like, "Yeah, you go, girl." That yeah. shouldn't be a montage though. That should be a plot. That's the thing with Captain Marvel. It didn't flush out the things it needed to flush no. out. If and they, it flushed out the stuff we don't care about. If they had made a true Black Widow prequel and they had dropped it in Phase 2. Yeah. It's it's very Winter Soldier-esque. It is. Which, That's what I'm getting from this. Because like we keep talking about like uh, like uh, Black Widow and uh, Hawkeye keep saying like, Oh, remember Budapest or whatever like that? We still don't know what happens and there's people on the internet saying like are we gonna find out what happened in budapest well like act well no you're you're not because I, I, I think this movie is shot in budapest a part of it at least just because it's shot there doesn't mean that it's like true but also we do we, do i care do you care we know these heroes have a history together that's all we, we need to know i think yeah um and i don't this feels like to me like it was never part of the plan like they got mm-hmm. they wrote the infinity saga and they're like well now what well, what characters do we still care about? The problem is that people want to see a good movie. The reason why people follow the MCU is because you are going to consistently get a good movie minus Captain Marvel, minus The Incredible Hulk. I didn't mind The Incredible Hulk. Okay, well, that's because that's, you're weird. I it, it was good for its time. Especially that was it like was the right. movie where it was revealed that there is a Marvel Cinematic Universe. It was literally released like just over a month past after Iron Man One. Iron Man One. Okay, I knew it was the same year. May second, two thousand eight, for Iron Man. June thirteenth for The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, and I think Joss Whedon did Hulk way better, and Mark Ruffalo handled the character a lot better up until Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I it, I didn't really care about the Hulk too much, and the Russos kind of did him dirty in Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. Um, I'm glad they took risks with his characters. I, I like seeing risks taken, and there's only so much you can do with the Hulk. I think you're right. But I loved Mark Bruce Banner in the first Avengers. He's, like, tortured. He's he's sad. He talks about putting mm-hmm. a gun in his mouth and trying to commit suicide. And the other guy spits it out. Yeah, and it's like we have a really deep... <clears throat> interesting character um but anyways where were we <laughs> no we're, we're, we were talking black about widow. black widow we were talking about brie larson how much we don't like her we're, it, the, I, I don't want well, too much negativity i think the, the drive i think that we're getting at is 
we're just we're just not excited. Maybe maybe the world is MCU'd out. I I think so. The thing I I'm it's very s- compare it to Iron Man three. Mm-hmm. Iron Man three. It, it was a fine movie. It had some weird plot holes. Um, that was the one with it, the, uh, the 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 extremist yeah, thing, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, there was kind of a big plot hole of like the whole movie. He doesn't have an Iron Man suit, and at the very end, like when you need a big CGI battle, he snaps his fingers, and thirty Iron Man suits fly to his exact location. That was another That's, another thing that was kind of interesting. Was that? And see, here here's what's funny with how we're talking about the MCU right now is we're though Phase Four hasn't officially started we're still fans of the infinity saga we're still yeah. fans of what like who who who's the like leader overhead dictator of the mcu kevin, Fe- kevin Fe- feige Fe- that's what i thought um the dictator of the mcu dude, is he yeah, not like he a is. dictator He's like he just runs say it. exactly the same thing as a dictator dude you know it's just <laughs> i i just it I'm fatigued. I'm fatigued yes. from the MCU. I'm just done with it. I'm gonna see it. Relu- oh, I'll be on. I'll, I'll be Black reluctantly. Honestly, but. the only reason I want to see Black Widow is because of Scarlett Johansson and because of well, Hopper. Honestly, Hopper, Hopper, buddy, That's dude. Yeah. From Stranger Things. That's gonna bug me if I don't remember his name. What is it? David Arbor. You know what, Matt? You know just, what? Just you're you're great. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> David Arbor. Too. Um, yeah, I just I, I think it will be a great movie, and I I love I kind of I like the fact that it seems like a very closed universe mm-hmm. movie. It you don't need um, Endgame, you don't need Infinity War, you don't need Age of Ultron to give context to what the story is. Well, what is this supposed to kick off? Because we both saw Far From Home as well. <clears throat> yeah. Which, by the way, spoiler alert, there is an end credit scene, unlike Endgame. And it's, uh, oh my gosh, Fury, he's on a ship with the... Uh, scrolls. The scrolls. I think that's S.W.O.R.D., the space version of S.H.I.E.L.D.s. I think that's what they're trying to that's get That's what at. it's called? Yeah. I'm not as much of a comic book nerd as most people. I wouldn't know that. I'm pretty sure we're going to have listeners that are like, you should Actually, know this. Yeah, we're just, we're, we're underqualified. We're very that, underqualified. Yeah. We're just film enthusiasts. But anyway, but no, so it ends with him on this ship with the scrolls, and you're just like, <gasps> obviously, it seems like they're pointing to the Secret Wars thing. I hope so. I would I, love it to see it would be a movie. wonderful thing to talk or down the road in 10 years. Not, but can, can are you ready to buckle up for ten more years of the MCU after not having a break? If they, if no, if they gave it a break and really reassessed and had a plan mapped out and knew exactly what they were doing, which they they probably do. I mean, Kevin Feige is a smart guy. He's now on he's in control of Fantastic Four and X Men as far as I know. But are you really prepared to have twenty two more adequate? movies or would you rather have something that is fully planned out with great directors great writers and have 15 10 even great movies oh i would well yeah of course i'd rather have that and it sucks because 
excuse me. Um, Scott Derrickson, I think, director of Doctor Strange 2, just got kicked off the project because they wouldn't let him do what he wanted to do with the what? character. Yeah, I think that happened this week. He, it, it, When it was announced at D23 or Comic-Con, it was like, we're going to have a scary MC movie. Like, we're, we're stepping our toes into different genres. That was the, the, the multiverse. Yeah, multiverse of madness. And I think that's still the title. They probably have the same mm-hmm. somewhat. You know, it starts in the same spot and it ends in the same plot. But. Okay. And I, I really like the fact that Endgame is a huge success. And I feel like Marvel has the chance to go weird and go into different genres and to do yeah. really creative things and take really big risks. Mm-hmm. And people will watch it because Endgame was so popular. They're, they're not afraid anyway <clears throat> anymore to, yeah. to do these you know, MCU started small. It started with Iron Man. We got a Hulk movie. Most people don't think that's canon. And let's be honest. Every, everybody, Captain America. And then e- it was e- very ambitious. Everybody knows Iron Man was a last... It was a Hail Mary pass. Everybody knows that with the MCU. They were dying after Raimi's trilogy had, like... the That third movie. I'm not, I'm not crapping on the whole thing. I'm crapping on the third one. Which, in my opinion, is not that bad. Dude, come on. The emo. Like, uh, okay. I was an emo in high school. Actually, I was more gangster slash emo. I, I was a very confused teen kid. Leave me alone. I need to go but cry. The studio and Avi Arad or whatever his mm-hmm. name is shoved Venom down Sam Raimi's throat and said, put this in the movie. And there was star power with Venom. I still haven't seen Venom. Oh, you're, you're mad at Hardy? me. For, yeah. It's you, fine. It's a bad movie, but I love it. Yeah, it's I like just you're loving an ugly child. Speaking of Venom, Morbius, am I saying that right? Yes. Oh, Morbius. good. That's that's fantastic. You did send did, me the did trailer. Did we finish up Black Widow in that kind of conversation? Yeah, that was a okay, good transition. Yeah. Right. Um, what do you think of the trailer? What 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 when they announced? What what? You want to know what went through my head when they when announced, they announced Morbius? Jared Leto as Morbius in the Sony? What went Venom through my first. head was like. Who's Morbius? Because, oh. like, I don't follow comic books. Well, I grew up with the Fox Spider-Man animated series that I watched religiously in elementary no. school. So I knew who Morbius was. I know he's a living vampire I scientist. I suck your blood. And he's a villain. That's all you need to know about Spider-Man villains is just they're kind of bad guys. Kind, kind, they're kind not, of bad not guys. Not full well, bad guys. They're, 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 they're kind of bad guys. Morbius becomes an anti-hero. You kind of sympathize with a lot of them sometimes. Yeah. Raimi did a good job of that, I think, with Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. There, Spider-Man's has the best rogues gallery of any Marvel I think comic. you're right. Of any, probably, comic. I mean, Batman and Spider-Man, I think, are the best I mean, why do you think Sony's, gallery. like, held on to them? On to exactly. Spider-Man for so long? It's because um, he's profitable. What did you think about Jared Leto in the part? I, I still have his performance of the Joker stuck in my mind. So it's hard for me to go. Yeah. He's a great part for this, like a gritty person. And I, I just, I can't get on board with it. I'm, I'm sure he'll be fine. I'm sure that he has maybe learned from his mistakes. I think he has. It looks like it. Like he's not jacking off in his trailer and leaving cum filled condoms. condoms, like, on, on people's doorknobs and for desks and, and sending dead pigs did, or rats or something. He did some, some weird, some like weird stuff. Yeah. Like, like, dude, just shut up. Yeah. For real. Do, do you think that was to make 
do with that? that Draw was... more attention to the movie. I don't know. I maybe it wasn't even real. Maybe it was to draw the yeah, attention. Maybe. But it I don't know why, but just the Joker character as a whole makes people want to be like, ooh, I need to go and do this. He the Heath Ledger's Joker was extremely, extremely well done, and it's because he went into the mind of a psychopath. He loved playing the character that had nothing to do with his death. That's gone on record by his own sister saying, No, he loved it. He he enjoyed it. But when, when it comes to, to Leto playing Morbius, I don't know what Morbius is supposed to be like. Is he, like, just Dracula? Is that what I... Kind that, of. That's what I'm getting from I, the trailer, is that he's just a bat that goes and he sucks blood. He's a C-list Spider-Man villain. C-list. C-list. He's not... Because you got the A-listers, the Doc Ock, Green Goblins, and then you have your... You know your B-lister, your classic. Mm-hmm. I'd say like Craven, Scorpion, um, yeah. Mysterio. You're not super iconic, but pretty well known. Yeah, Spider-Man characters, and then you have like Jackal and Tombstone and Alistair Smythe and Morbius, and those are kind of your bottom tier that nobody cares about. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I was so I was excited when this movie was announced. I was iffy about mm-hmm. Leto and Leto and the part. I hate his Joker performance. There's people who have said it's not that bad. It's but bad. after watching the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, which was was Just really fantastic, was great. I loved it. He um, was so good in that. I rewatched scenes of Suicide Squad with the Joker, and it's so bad. Didn't you send me like deleted oh. scenes? Just see, yeah. Just general scenes, and it's just this. And on one hand, yes, the movie was a mess. It was pretty much i think almost fully reshot and re-edited it yeah. was edited by a trailer editing company apparently what do like you, people what who do you edit mean trailers and music videos i read this somewhere. interesting I, again underqualified don't know got fact check this yeah but i'm pretty sure somebody who does trailer editing edited suicide squad now i am not a cinematographer or an editor but something tells me that there is a different skill set between editing a trailer and editing a movie well i think it did good because this movie was just a giant trailer for hot or a (laughs) advertisement for hot top you're so right yeah you're so right it was just I don't. It was an emo kid's wet dream. I, is I what don't it was. know. Yes, Leto's performance as the Joker was awful. But do you think? I don't think he was the wrong choice, though. I think they just butchered. I, I, I think wonder they gave how. Him a, I wonder how much influence he had on the character, or if it was like the I, writers. I, I don't think he had a lot. I think that was mostly the studio. If that's the case, the then movie. it's almost forgivable. No, Al- it's not. Almost. Could, I did. He, I said almost. <laughs> I said almost, because if he he is a great actor, he is. It's been yeah. proven that he is a wonderful actor. Uh, he he played the guy that shot John Lennon in one of those movies, a documentary. I forget what it's called, but you know he he was great in that. He even packed on like I don't know thirty forty pounds for that movie, maybe more. Fact mm. check. Um, fact check. Fact check. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Just yeah. just fact check us. If we don't know what we're saying. Anyway, so <laughs> question everything. Question everything. Consistently live in shame and guilt. That's a lie. <laughs> no, it, it just, you know, I think he, he's a fine choice for Morbius. I mm-hmm. think he knows what not to do with a character. Who who do you think would be a good choice, Matt? 
for Morbius? Yeah. I have no idea. Some like, actor that's not well known. Because I, I'd hate to see like Matthew McConaughey in the part because it's oh, like you're not even gosh. watching Morbius, you're just watching an actor play Morbius. Just, just, I think Jared Leto, like he could lose himself more in the part. And I think he looks like Morbius. Um he, he's he's fine. I think he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I think I'm really this is probably my most anticipated movie of twenty twenty. Not because I think it will be the best, but because I'm most I'm so curious about how it will turn out. Now keep in mind we also only have eighteen days of trailers right now. There's a lot more movies that are probably yeah, no, announced. I, I know, but so far, I, I'm I'm excited to see how this movie is going to turn out. When, when is it slated to come out? This summer, summer right? In July, I think. I want to say. Yeah, I, I think and that it would Venom be. Venom two later, in three four months later. Is Tom Hardy still in the role? Yes, sir. Him and Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. He will play Carnage. That'll I, see. I like Woody Harrelson. I like him as an actor. I think that he is a wonderful choice. For somebody who's like a psychopath, yeah, a very Joker esque character. Well, did you see the Hunger Games? Did you see those? Yeah, I, I like his he, character. He plays I, a great. I, drunk. I remember the first one where he's like kind of a drunk and he's yeah. well, he's a drunk consistently he's, because yeah. well, he's a drunk. But you know, I, I just I, I don't know if he was the right choice. I know Ruben Fletcher loved him from the Zombieland mm-hmm. movies. Um, I'm I'm surprised. I'm anticipating Venom too because I would love to see Carnage and Venom go at it mm-hmm. on screen. I love the fact that Carnage wasn't the villain in the first movie because mm-hmm. Carnage is such an in-depth character. You need mm-hmm. you you want the movie to be more focused on him than Venom's origin and then Carnage. Absolutely, I, I, I think there he, he's getting more screen time. He's getting more of a presence in the movie by saving mm-hmm. him for the sequel. Um, I'm curious what Andy Serkis is going to do because Ruben Fletcher's out as director. Andy Serkis is in. He's I've seen the Jungle Book by him, but not a whole lot. Andy Serkis did the Jungle Book. I thought John Favreau. No, um, the Netflix Jungle Book. John Favreau did the Disney. The, the he did the the, re- the the digital remake. Yeah, the wide release it. theater one. Andy Serkis did a. It wasn't bad. I just you know I grew up on the Jungle Book, so I just you know. Yeah. I'm sure most people felt that way too. Yeah, and. I, I but there was a Netflix release of the Jungle Book as well. Yeah, they Andy Serkis directed his own version. I think he plays Baloo in it. How was it? I loved it. I I liked it better than John Favreau's version, mm-hmm. which it I don't know. I think critics' reviews were kind of mixed on it. Some of the CGI is very mm-hmm. weird looking, but it's, I mean it's a low budget kind of cheap movie. Okay. Um, I thought it was fine. There was some really intense parts. It's it's not meant for kids as much as the John Favreau version or the original cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm curious to see what he's going to do with Venom. I think that uh, I think despite our feelings about Phase 4, the MCU is in some pretty capable hands. Well, this isn't in the MCU. It's not? Morbius Venom? isn't? It's not? Well, Oh, that's the thing though, is like, we don't know. Because, so, if you've seen the trailer, we know Michael Keaton's at the end of it. Well, almost at the end of it we see michael morbius in a prison jumpsuit walking down an alleyway and there's a picture of the raimi spider-man suit toby mcguire spider-man suit mm-hmm. on the uh, uh alley with the word painted over at murder and i think that could be a probably a reference to um the end of far from home where mysterio kind of tricks the public into thinking that spider-man mm-hmm. kills all those people 
what was that Prague or London 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 um, that's what it was and so I think that and the shot of the Raimi suit is actually from the loading screen on the Spider-Man PS4 game mm-hmm. I think that's just photoshopped in there as a placeholder until negotiations finish between Tom Holland and Sony mm-hmm. so that they could put the Holland Spider-Man in there yep. I think that's just a placeholder that w- that's my theory um, and then of course theory. we see Vulture, uh, Michael Keaton, Adrian Toomes at the end of the trailer he's like hey what's up doc and he says something and it's basically like okay mm-hmm. somehow the MCU or at least the Spider-Man from the MCU and this is Morbius probably takes place in the Venom universe yeah. they're somehow connected so whether that's like things in the Venomverse affect things in the MCU or the things in the MCU affect the things in the Venomverse characters are i wonder if there'll be an interesting tie-in with the doctor strange movie coming out the multiverse, multiverse madness, madness thing because wouldn't it be cool if they tied in the universe of the sony universe and the mcu universe i i don't know i i think that'd be interesting well, you know i have strong opinions about the spider-man the I mean, way they handled you, you spider-man the MCU. hate tom holland as i Spider-Man. don't i love tom holland as spider-man i hate his solo movies for di- completely different reasons too. Explain. Homecoming. I don't think they did the character justice as far as like. He. He really is just Iron Man Junior. And I know that's the. That, that's how it of, felt in Far From Home, definitely. Yeah, and far, well, Homecoming. I don't think they did the character justice, and I was mm-hmm. really irritated by the fact that he's just Peter Parker is meant to be a very mm-hmm. relatable character for teens because he's smart but he's not popular and you know he's bullied and he's poor and he lives with his elderly aunt all things that are very funny of course yeah no he's a deep <laughs> character and his uncle yeah. dies in front of his eyes and he could have stopped it also very funny he is has a light-hearted character but like his story is very dark and the mcu kind of washed over that which is fine because it's we don't need to see uncle ben dying again i believe that firmly we man the raimi Raimi's version of Uncle Ben's death, I think that's something people our age still remember. Oh, yeah. And because these movies are... Let's be honest. These movies are targeted to our age group. Yeah. They are. Like, they, they are targeted to, you know, teens and preteens, but, like... We're not teens or preteens, though. No, we, we definitely are. We, we are. We're manly men. Yeah, that's right. We're drinking beer. Beer. IPA. IPA. squeeze. Cheers. Cheers. You know, that but, de- that death scene was just so perfectly done that I don't think that it needs to be done again. Unlike no. the Batman parent. Oh yeah. Oh god. Bruce Wayne too. It's in the Joker but, movie. It, it. Oh, you know what the worst one? I think it was. It, you know, th- this could be its own podcast. The ranking. The, the Wayne parents death scenes we definitely could do that but I'm putting it on record right now my least favorite one was out of uh was it the Jack Nicholson Joker no no I I didn't I didn't hate that one I'm talking about the uh what what was it uh Batman v Superman Oh, with the girl from The Walking Dead and uh, yes, yeah, what's his like name? Super slow mo, and then yeah. the the pearl necklace is on the back of the gun somehow, and he fires, and it breaks the chain of the pearl necklace. Yeah, well, 
Zack Snyder is a visual storyteller. Zack Snyder is a he, visual storyteller, but he's also a hack. <laughs> he is a hack. I think you I dislike him more than I do. I do. Okay, like he's put up too much on a pedestal. It's like, it's annoying. Like, oh, are, know, are you excited for Justice League or not Justice League? Are you excited for the Zack Snyder release, the cut? The Zack Snyder release of what? Justice League. That, I think that already came out, nope. didn't it? No. Oh. Joss Whedon meddled with Gosh. That because Zack Snyder s- quit in the middle of it, which... That's for probably because he's a hack. No, very tragic, actually, reason why he did. But he left the project, mm-hmm. and, you know, studio handed it over to Joss Whedon. They're like, hey, do something with this film. Yeah. No, I, I totally get what you're saying. That one. Yeah, so... I don't know. I, I don't know, Matt. Oh, I'm but, just so thoroughly frustrated with comic book movies lately. They've been done to death. It's been over 10 years of them. I think we're getting more out very soon. Starting with Black, Black Widow, Widow, Eternals, uh, we're getting Thor Love and Thunder filming later this year. Black so, Widow's coming out May 1st. I thought it was coming out earlier than that. May 1st. That's, that's what it's saying, the U.S. release date. Eternals in November, so we're get, we're getting two this year, but yeah. it's the I'm four just... every year after that though, and like eight hundred and seventy five <laughs> Disney Plus shows, and they're about character. I don't care about Falcon. No, actually, I, I heard that Falcon and Winter Soldier got put on hold. I heard. I I think they were filming it somewhere, and they needed to because of like a natural disaster or something. I I could be wrong, no. but I think they just need to. I'm delay just, filming i'm not excited for pretty much any of this no but are, are you excited for captain marvel 9 <laughs> you know they signed brie larson on for like nine 47 more movies oh, in the next oh my years. gosh no oh. no <laughs> to quote our heroes of red letter media she's just a witch <laughs> she she is yeah, Mike J and Rich are right. They, they the, she's not. She's just bad. Yeah. She's a. She's an arrogant person, and I just I can't stand her. I can't stand her. But you know what? You you know what's good, Matt. Our five top movies of the MCU. Our, our top five movies. Do you, do you want to talk the, about the five top movies? Let's talk about our top right. five movies. Starting. Chris, what's your number five? What's my number five? Yeah. You want to know what my number five? I want is? to know what your number five is. My number five that I put was Avengers One. Interesting. What was your top five? Well, well, sorry. What was your top number five? Well, number five was for me was Winter Soldier. Really? Yes. So I'll, I'll I will build my case for Avengers. All right. Real quick. It was. What'd you like about it? Which why is it not? I I liked it because it was this accumulation of what was it four years if I remember correctly. Yeah. Four, four two thousand eight to two thousand twelve. Yeah, it, it was the very last movie of Phase 1. It just, it was good. It was the sixth movie in the MCU. You're absolutely right. It was. It was. You know, I really liked everybody coming together. But it, it, it was a reluctant coming together. Because, you know, the start of this movie is them off on their own adventures, so to speak. And they're all coming together in their own way, but they're they're just all such arrogant people like when you talk about how captain america is like the perfect man but he's so perfect 
that he's arrogant. He's mm-hmm. arrogant to his own perfectness. It just, it, that's why you gotta love him. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I think Tony Stark says that in the movies. It's like, I just want to punch you in your perfect that's face. Civil War. Oh, that's Civil War. That's Civil War. Yeah, but, but it, it it relates here as well. It really does. It just they're, they're half the movie is just them on a helicopter bickering. Yes, it's great, and that's it's what's good, just wonderful. And you don't need consistent action no. at all. Like yes, they were, and there was action on the helicarrier. Which let's be honest, like come on, like that. It's initial... so great though. It's Thor yes. and Hulk fighting. It's yes, it, yes. I love Iron that Man part. Says to Captain America, he's like, or Captain America says to Iron Man, like, put on a suit. Let's go a few rounds or something. Yes, like that. oh, I love like, it. Let's go at it. <sighs> no, I mean, what, probably one of my favorite parts is uh, when when Fury. Um, what was it? No, no, no. Cap says, <laughs> he says like, I don't know. I've been frozen in the uh, ice for fifty some years or something like that. He's just like, I don't think there's anything that can surprise me anymore. And he's just like, I bet you five bucks. And then like he gets on the helicarrier, and then it starts. This is like freaking, half an hour later, freaking flying, and, he, and nothing it. needs to be said. He yeah. just takes out his wallet, pulls out a fiver, and hands it to Fury, and you're just like. You I get cheeky, that reference. cheeky, cheeky man. That's yeah. so good. It's good. And you know, there wasn't much to complain about it, in my opinion. Which is why it's number four for me. It's above Winter Soldier for me. Okay. Yeah, I... So why, why, why did you put Winter Soldier as number five, then? Um, because it was less of, less of a risk than Avengers was. Mm-hmm. And both of them are great, great movies. Mm-hmm. Winter Soldier really stands out if i'm looking at the mcu and people complain all the movies kind of feel the same and yeah kind of yeah winter soldier stands out for me though it's 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 not a superhero movie i mean it is how do you figure there's no one with a whole lot of superpowers besides steve and bucky who are basically just roided out guys (laughs) <laughs> I mean, yeah, like hundred-year-old roided-out guys going at it on a bridge or whatever, and it's like a lot of oh political stuff. There's like yeah. a lot of the conversation between like what privacy Americans should, or the world should have, and mm-hmm. whether or not like you know government should be sending out weapons of mass destruction into the like satellite or the atmosphere to you know patrol their systems. It's like. Is taking things from the real world and putting them, or not things from the real world, but conversations from the real world mm-hmm. and putting them into a superhero context. I think it's great. It's interesting. It's well acted. I think it's the most comic book accurate we got Captain mm-hmm. America. Um, especially when, like that. There's one scene where it's straight out of the comics where he's one of the first comics too, where he's just busting through drywall chasing after Bucky or somebody. And it's straight out of, like, the classic Captain America comic where he's busting through a brick wall. Really? Yeah. And it's so... I just love the movie. But for me, Avengers was more ambitious. Mm-hmm. It was... Everybody said this movie's just going to fail. It's going to be bad because Did all these they characters... Really? Yeah, I mean, I remember when it came out. And, you know, you watch reviews today of before the movie came out or, like, trailer reviews. And people are like, this movie has the potential to flop hard and it did what, what and what's super it interesting pulled it off great this is one thing i noticed because i remember just last semester you were telling me chris you should watch the avengers trailer 
and I feel like 2012 might have been the last year where they do those kinds of trailers. Yeah, it was, it was very like, early. When a world feeling. comes yeah. forth, and seven heroes must fight the aliens that come through the dimensional yeah. portal, and you're just like, oh, huh? buddy, like it feels so dated. You know what? Every, you know what? All trailers are like today. It's just like that Doctor Doolittle trailer, where like you have this wonderful landscape shot. It's very beautiful, and then it cuts to black, and you hear this: "Are you, are you Doctor Doolittle?" And you're like. <laughs> That's what it is now. That's what it is. Yeah, like no, the trailers yeah, have very, changed. Like you look at trailers from the seventies, and they've just laid out the entire movie for you. Like and they're like ten you, minutes long. You need to watch the trailer for. Uh, oh man, uh, uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yeah, it's the whole movie, in just five. That's minutes. how it feels about though the Spider Man, Spider Man Homecoming. There was like thirty minutes of footage just between the trailers that came out before the movie even yep. showed, and I was like. I, do I need to see the movie? I guess mm-hmm. I'm paying twelve dollars for a post credit scene. <laughs> like, uh, um, no, yeah, you're, it feels you're right. It feels dated. It definitely is dated, um, but it was nonetheless a top five for me, and obviously a top five. I mean, for you. the trailer feels dated. the The movie itself doesn't. I think the yeah. movie's great. Um, the only thing that I feel really feels dated in it is Captain America's suit throughout it. Was that? I thought that was one of the more accurate ones. It's more comic book accurate, but it's not. I mean, as far as like the vibrancy of the colors, mm-hmm. but it seems so cheap and like CW Arrowverse e kind of cheap. Yeah, it, I, I I can I can see that. It looks like muscle pads <laughs> and Velcro <laughs> holding this man together. Like one of those costumes you get at like a. It looks like a Target costume or a Walmart now, dude, I was costume. thinking like a Goodwill costume. Yeah, where it's like, the... son, do you want to dress up as He-Man? Yeah. Yeah! I want to dress up as He-Man! Yeah, like... it, that's... that. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. Everything else is great in that movie. I. Yeah, you're right. It, it is the movie... absolutely a wonderful movie. Yeah. It really is. It was is. about the characters, too. And there was no love story shoehorned in. There was no real... Like, it sounds like you're trying cliche. to complain about uh, Age of Ultron a little bit there. Age of Ultron. I like Age of Ultron too. Most people don't. I think it's fine. I think it's fine it's too. It's not as good as the first, but, but in it, context, if you watch Avengers 1, Age of Ultron, and Civil War as yeah. like a three-part collection or three-part series, mm-hmm. it, it's a lot better. It makes a lot more sense. No, I think you're right. All right, and so here, here's, here, here's my number four. Who's your number four? My number four... I don't, I, I don't think it'll be in your top five. As a matter of fact, I'm certain oh. it won't be. What if it is, though? How much money will you give me? I will give you a cold nickel. And I'll make sure How it's cold. How cold will it be? Are you going to put in the freezer? 32 degrees. That's, like, almost at freezing temperature. Yeah. Well, it that is freezing temperature, Matt. Well, 32, 32 degrees. degrees Celsius? Shut up. Whatever. <laughs> We're in America, Chris. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, you're right. Is it? Yes, your... I won't be getting a cold nickel today, sir. Yeah, it means you owe me a cold nickel. No, um, I love Guardians deal. of the Galaxy. The first one. The first one. Yeah, I do love the second that one. That surprised but... me. I, I didn't. I know you're a Star Wars guy. <clears throat> I, I am also a Star Lord guy. Ah, ah, ah. ah. No, I loved it. I love Chris Pratt. I, I really do, too. do. He is a man crush. He totally man is. Dime, total man dime. Dude. All right, Chris Hemsworth or Chris Pratt? Or Chris Evans? Oh. Oh, my. Uh, Pratt, definitely.
definitely. What about yeah, you? Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. He's he's just a lovable goofball and he's a lovable goofball I, in this movie. He really yeah. is. He's just he's there, he's trying to It was the first really weird yeah. feeling movie in the MCU which I loved. Yes. It felt weird and different. You get this ragtag group of again. people who just they they don't belong together. They don't. You have a talking raccoon, a tree, a human, another alien, and a guy who looks like he spent way too much time inside of some hot lava. It shouldn't okay. work. Yeah. None of this should work, and yet it does. Yeah. They're all witty with each other. It's... They're all happy with each other. It is so funny. It seems like one, too, that the studio let James Gunn have his vision and do something with it. I think you're right. Then you compare it to other movies like Ant-Man. You had Edgar Wright working on that project and then mm -hmm. Marvel kicked him out because they're like, no, we don't want your vision. We, mm -hmm. we, want, we want you to be yes, man. And Guardians of the Galaxy feels like somebody's idea put to film without the studio interfering on it. And what's super, super cool about this movie is it was another one of those movies that people assumed was just going to flop. I don't remember that as much. But they it they, had they a, assumed it, it would. had a great potential to flop. It did. And the only reason I think that it had that great potential was because who are the Guardians of the yeah, Galaxy? Exactly. Who cares? The, nobody knew who yeah. they were. It, I remember when the trailer dropped and I was kind of kidding myself, like, I'm not going to see this. Like... The, who wants to see a movie about Guardians of the Galaxy? Who are they? We already got an Avengers movie. Yes. Like, who are these people? Where's our Spider-Man? But what's I nice is that the, the story arc as a whole in this movie was so well done that you're able to bring, hold on, one, two, three, four, five, five characters together yep. seamlessly in, jeez, Everybody just got the right amount of screen time. The, yeah, this was a two-hour movie. I tell you, it was just under two hours if we're counting out the credit scene, and it was made on a pretty big budget. Actually, what I mean, was the what was the budget? The budget as a gross, I'm not sure. The not including marketing. Not including marketing budget. The gross okay gross uh, budget was two hundred and thirty-two point three million. Gross. Gross. So I'm thinking that's including, yeah, it, gross. Gross. It's a lot of money. You yeah, can, it I is a lot, you can of buy money. a lot of beer with that. And money. it's a lot of money to put down for a relatively unknown, ragtag group of teens. Yep. But the thing is, it worked. It, it did worked. Work. And all the actors had great chemistry. They do. It wouldn't have worked unless they had great chemistry. Yeah, I agree. Matt, what's your top three? What is my what, number what is three? your what is your number oh three? My. What is your number three? Perhaps it is the same as yours. Because mm -hmm. I believe this will be in your top five, but Avengers Endgame. Dude, that was my hey! top three. Are you Look kidding me? Oh, that's uh, so funny. Let's talk about Avengers Endgame right. real quick, man. All right. I've been sipping on that for a while. You have been. You've been nursing that for like well over an hour, and I'm a yeah. little bit ashamed of you right now. Not but either, either way. wasn't raised by wolves. You're saying I was raised by wolves? No. You're, well, I was probably. Well, say, I was. <laughs> I was going to say something really bad. I tried bad. it. It's not very comfortable. <laughs> All right. Vendor's um, Endgame. Vendor's Endgame. Matt, we saw this in theaters together. We talked a lot about we have. this movie. And that's probably a good thing while we're talking about it in a top five, so we don't have to talk about it super extensively. 
Yeah. So let's let's pick out why we liked this movie more than just the fact that it was the end of a saga. It what, what did you was like? exactly what it needed to be. It yes. is not a flawless movie. I think I said this earlier. It's not perfect. Mm-hmm. It has problems. It takes risks, and some of those were really good. Some of those mm-hmm. eh, didn't really work out too good, I thought, mm-hmm. personally. But it felt like pretty universally liked closure to a very impressive franchise and it, did, yeah. it didn't need to be a perfect movie it, it needed to be a satisfying conclusion to these characters um, you're, and you're absolutely it's, right it, it, i think for us to say it's good because i remember i think after iron man 2 i've seen every mcu movie in theaters I, I wish week, i could say that but i haven't i remember watching iron man 1 for the first time when it came out on netflix when they'd mail the movie to your house oh my gosh um I, I've just been a fan since not day one, but you know, since the beginning when I was what ten years old, I loved mm-hmm. Iron Man. I didn't understand it as much as I do now, and I so I kind of grew up throughout my you know teens with these movies, and yeah. this felt satisfying. And I think the time travel plot was very safe, mm-hmm. but it, like. People call it fan service, and a lot of people say it's just it's just fan service. Write it off, but yeah, that's fine. It revisits the things we love, and it feels like it wraps up a lot of these arcs, like Thor with his mother, um, Tony with his dad, mm-hmm. and it's like just a series of really good emotional events. That's and what, it, especially that part with Black Widow, and like, because really the only family she had was the Avengers until the Black Widow trailer. Where it's until the Black back Widow trailer, again, but yeah, which, obviously yeah. there is some. <laughs> makes me realize like think more that yeah. was kind of a last minute decision or i think so but plan. really like there, there was just such a strong relationship between black widow and hawkeye and them fighting to see who's gonna sacrifice who and then her obviously fighting harder for it because he has a family he has a wife he has kids and she's gonna go no you're you're gonna do this and you're gonna see them again even yeah. though it's been what how long was it five years four years something like that well, it was a five-year gap between the two movies yeah yeah and he wasn't around for infinity war it was so it was it very could very have been up to seven years because i think there was a two-year gap between civil war and infinity war i think you're right but <clears throat> no because he was under house arrest <clears throat> But uh, no, it, it was just it was so well done. Like it it wrapped everything up in this wonderful little bow, especially at the end when you're seeing uh, Stark's daughter talking to Happy, and he goes, "Hey, are you hungry?" "Yeah." "Want some cheeseburger?" Uh, yeah. what, "What do you want to eat? What do you want to eat?" "Cheeseburger." And I was just like, I remember call back to the first time. I was like, ah, like part, part of me was just like, I hope she says like uh, shawarma. Yeah. I was hoping she would say shawarma or cheeseburger. And I was happier with cheeseburger. Yeah, I it, really was. Yeah, she is her father's daughter. Yes. And okay, did you see the deleted scene with her in the Soul World with Tony? I did. What do you think about that? Because I have an opinion. I have something to say so, is with Kath- Catherine Langford of Teenage Moria. And yeah. Tony snaps. He's about to die. He visits her in the Soul World. Yeah, I cut from the movie. I liked it. I think it was yeah. wholesome, and I'm glad that it wasn't a part of the movie, though. Yes. Because I think 
I think some people have discussed this at length as well, but it was more or less like, do we really need another ending in mm, here? Yeah. And what was nice is that it, it, if they had added this wonderful moment with his daughter inside of the, the soul stone, then that next part where he was a hologram sitting on the chair talking to the whole family it it would be unnecessary and honestly that one was more necessary because it was talking to the whole family it was talking to the whole entire people who were watching it pepper roadie happy yes exactly it it was meant for everybody first iron man exactly well except for don Cheadle. (laughs) (laughs) no don Cheadle was a replacement yeah i know from the Terrence Howard. Oh yeah, man, uh, who wanted just a bunch of money, and studio was like, "Nah, we'll just replace you." Oh man, that's just uh, sad. No, it, it was it was very it was it was a good scene. I think it was very cool to have us see it as a deleted scene. I'm happy that I got to see yeah. it because it definitely is like a oh yeah no like this is more in depth of the story arc of Tony Stark. He he really did have a full blown redemption. From Iron Man one all the way to, well, Endgame. Endgame. Yeah, and the reason why I'm happy the scene was cut mm-hmm. is because I heard in test screenings that the audience didn't like it because they didn't have an emotional connection to yeah. Captain Langford playing Morgan. Um, and it's like the movie was already shot, so let's just cut it. But it having some sort of scene like that worked well and i guess the projector scene sufficed mm-hmm. but it's like at the beginning of the movie tony doesn't want to time travel like even if he could he wouldn't because he already has a second mm-hmm. chance he doesn't want to roll the dice on it only if, for us to find out later though that if you do time travel it doesn't affect the present it just creates alternate realities yes, that was one thing so it's kind of like the stakes get removed a little bit and yeah. it just becomes a normal life or death adventure yeah um but there's some added weight to it still because he's not only is he now risking his life like in the previous movies, mm-hmm. he's also risking his daughter's childhood and her his his pepper yeah. cares about him, and if he dies, they have to go on living without him. Yeah. And to kind of have that scene with Morgan being like, "Okay, Dad, I I forgive you for this, but mm-hmm. you did this so everybody else could live." Yeah. Would have kind of brought closure to those stakes. Um. But, I mean, that's a nitpicky thing. And, like we said, this movie's not perfect. It mm-hmm. couldn't do everything. Um, I think the scene would have been better if it was the, like, nine, younger Morgan. the seven-year-old or something like that. I don't know how old she was. Five? She was, like, four. She was, was less she? than five because it's a five-year she? gap. Unless I, Pepper was pregnant and... Says, rumbling. I don't know. It's Whatever. Whatever. Matt... Okay, so first of all, what did you not like about this movie? Why isn't it your number one or two? I don't think it was my number one or two because as great as it was, it just it it, it wasn't as good as the other two. It does. It's just plain and simple. Like specifically, what are ish flaws with the movie? I think that's the problem is I can't think of any flaws like on, on the spot yeah. really like obviously there is these parts I, I'm one of those people that did not like Professor Hulk as much as other people okay that's what I want to talk about is the risks with Thor and Hulk okay uh, I that loved I loved Fat Thor I, I did. did too I, because to I, I am a husky man so it allows me to cosplay a little bit better <laughs> But uh, no, yeah, I, I wasn't a huge fan. fan of Professor Professor Hulk. I didn't like this. I d- 
didn't like him being so like comic relief. Yeah, I was gonna say hipster. Because he has glasses? No, it's the way he's acting and how like dab he dabs. Yes, and yeah. we talked briefly about how the the Hulk from Avengers is this tortured guy, and he he he's yeah. he's Soft struggling with his identity of being Bruce Banner and being he's suicidal, Hulk, being suicidal and. Here it's just like, oh yeah, well, let's just on. bring the muscle and the brain together. I'm gonna be. Oh, you want to do a selfie, kid? Huh? Well, how about that? How about you bring your phone on over here, and I'll go and give you a selfie. It's like, dude, screw off. Seriously. Yeah. I I didn't like it, and then Thor. Thor, I loved. I I loved this arc because from Infinity War when he was like fighting for something even though he was fighting for nothing because he was like i have nothing less left to fight for other than just the universe there's a scene where he's talking to rocket and he says yeah. that he's like, he's like what else do left. i got to lose yeah i got nothing less to, left to lose mm-hmm. and that's why i liked it I, because for years and years and years we've seen thor bounce back bounce back even from his breakup with uh natalie portman's character who why am i blanking matt uh, the what's her name, dude? What is her name? <laughs> what is her name? Uh, uh Foster, uh, something the, Foster. What's her, dude? What is what is her, her name? What is her name? Like uh, this is gonna bug me. Uh, J- Jane. Jane. I want to say Jill. I know that wasn't Jane. 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 All right. The breakup with her. Obviously, like breakups aren't the end of the world, but you know, like he was just like. You mean her not returning, renewing her contract? Huh. So yeah. we had to ride her out of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. She's returning for the new one, though. Because, yeah, because Thor's now she did a lot be a better. Lead. Yeah. Because now she can actually wield the hammer. But, you know, I, I really liked it because you you went back and you're like, even though he uh, he won, he, he killed Thanos, he's completely, in his mind, he's failed because half the universe is still gone he was too late and that last line between him and and thanos in infinity war it was you should have gone for the head and obviously that was echoed in the in 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 endgame yeah 20 minutes into it 20 minutes into it where he cuts off his head and dude what did you do because i I went for the head and Mm -hmm. i loved it. it it tortured him yeah he uses Stormbreaker as a bottle opener now. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's tortured and he's scared. And it wasn't until his encounter with his mother. And even then, like, when, when they were trying to figure out who wields the glove, glove, gauntlet, whatever. Like, he's trying to build his case to do something great in his life. He's even pleading with Tony, like, I, I want to. No, let me do it. Yeah. Let me do this, please. Let me just do something right in my life. But the lightning is going through my veins. I'm the only one that can do this. And then, of course, we have Hulk. Professor freaking Hulk. When in- They gave him something to do in the movie, at least, besides. Yeah. Because he didn't even solve time travel. Tony did. Yeah. He built, like, bracelets and was just like, yeah. yeah. And, but, yeah, I those are – I'm glad they took risks with these characters. I think the Russos and Marcus McFeely kind of mm-hmm. did Hulk dirty and the fact that it's like we have this character 
who is plagued with this problem. And it's solved off screen. Yep. That would and have been a great it's movie. It's these two characters that they're just feuding. And then all of a sudden it's just solved off screen. And I, I don't mind Professor Hulk mm -hmm. because you got to do something different with the character. Yeah. I would have liked it if it happened at the end of Infinity War, which I think was the original plan. Mm -hmm. There was concept art of him bringing out of the Hulkbuster armor. Um, yeah. I think that would have been a lot better. and control. Better. Um, and then Thor, I think, I, I first of all, I love the fact that they kept him fat for the final battle. He didn't just get zapped with lightning and get fat again. and he again. zapped like, the lightning and it's just yeah. like, I'm going to put my clothes he on. He looks Zap. like a Viking, too. That's what I love about that. Oh, he, dude, he braids he, his beard. And, too, it's like, even when he's drinking beer in the first scene, like, he's fat, but he's still got a bowling ball of a bar, bicep. Bigger like, than still, you and I. He's still ripped under that fat, you know? But, yeah. So it's fine. He can fight. I, he, I didn't he's mind a demigod. It's not like a little bit of fat's going to get in his way. Yeah, exactly. So I liked the fact that they kept him big. I liked the fact they had the long braided beard and his mm -hmm. hair. He looks like a Viking. Yeah. And he's a Norse It was a very, very god, good it, character arc for him. It was. I, I think it's kind of weird. I don't think I like the fact that he brought some comedy to it. Um, mm -hmm. And he was entertaining. He was more I, of the butt of the joke than anything. But he anything. was more of the butt of the jokes, which I think is kind of... It didn't work too well. Yeah. Um, With the fact that he is supposed to be just fat because he's depressed and he mm -hmm. hates his life. Um, and the fact that he's just playing Fortnite, <laughs> I guess. I don't... Dude, that's... It's not perfect. Where he screams into the mic, yeah. like... It's like, let me get you oh, I am Thor, you heard of me, the god of thunder? Ah! And yeah, it, I, I have a it was lot very more good. to say. I I really I really liked this movie, but Matt, it, we're we're getting closer to our number one. What was your number two though? Number two was Civil War. What was your number two? My number two. You want you want to know what my number two was? Yes, sir. I said Captain America one. That's surprising, actually. That's a great that movie. That is surprising. It's a great movie, but really? tell me. Why you said what you said. Why? Because, like Endgame, it was not a perfect movie. Yeah. But it was close, and it was exactly what it should have been, mm -hmm. I think. it. Iron Man is the most beloved character in the MCU thus far. He's definitely my favorite superhero, People like, just him. hands down. And to make him the villain... And villains are always good because they have a really good motivation. Mm -hmm. That's why people like Killmonger. Yeah, you know? He was a great villain. He had motivation. He was also scary death. looking. Like, he has those cuts on him, and he puts on himself. Yeah. It was but very like, freaky. He had motivation. Um, Tony Stark had a way better motivation, I think, though. Yeah. Because he's like... And especially, this is why I say watch Age of Ultron and Civil War. It's because you see all these people just die, and it's all Tony's fault, basically. At least he sees it as that way. Even and then it's like, it, yeah, true. he would want to claim responsibility for that. Yeah. And Captain America wouldn't want the Registration Act because he... It, the whole thing is the Captain America mm -hmm. it's always been about his relationship with Bucky. I think you're um, right. And they both have very clear motivation. And it just kind of rounds out their arcs that was started in Iron Man 1 and Captain America 1 mm -hmm. of Captain America his arc is that he's always consistent 
I think he says in the movie, even when I can't believe in government, I can still believe in people. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of his arc through his three movies. And then Tony Stark's arc is feeling like he has to be responsible because of guilt. Mm-hmm. First movie, he sees his weapons, you know, using being used to kill innocent people and he's yeah. like okay I gotta take responsibility shut down Iron Man um, Iron Man 2 that whole movie is him taking responsibility of the fact that this technology because he has created it is out there and now he needs he needs to be responsible for it and take out the mm-hmm. people that are going to use it for bad and I did really like Whiplash and Hammer as some villains I, I know most people didn't but I actually liked they were very good Iron comic they, they were a good especially com- Hammer he was very cheesy and dorky and yeah. Whiplash was Fine. Yeah, um, no, you're absolutely right. Continue. Tony Stark, his arc is that he feels guilty. He needs to take responsibility, which is why the scene with him and Spider-Man is so great because Tony Stark realizes, like, this is a kid who wants to claim responsibility. And there's that yeah. dialogue. It's very – it's a rewording of with great power comes great responsibility. He mm-hmm. says when you have the power to do something and you can't and bad things happen, they happen because of you. And mm. I, Tony Stark just sits on the bed with him. He's like, oh, I need to recruit this kid because this kid knows is the better version of me. Yeah. he He's responsible. So to be clear, you liked Tom Holland as Spider-Man in Civil War. I absolutely loved Tom Holland in Civil War. I, I don't think John Watts and company did mm-hmm. Spider-Man justice in the solo movies as much as the Russos did in their movies. Um, the Russo brothers directed Civil War. Civil War, Winter Soldier, Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame. Okay. Um, that that's really it. it I one hundred percent agree I with you. I think the suit looks great. Um, the acting is great. The script is great. He's quipping. He's. It's actually a Spider-Man suit, unlike an Endgame where it's a an, the Iron Spider. Which works for that. It does. A it's space just... mission. It seems like it, the whole suit is more of a cop-out than anything, yeah. and I think that some people felt that in Homecoming. Yes. When he has the suit, and it's just like, kill mode, he activated. Oh, we can do AI. this, this, and this, and this, and this. It's and you're like, just like, okay, Spider-Man. this isn't Spider-Man. Like, it neglects his Spidey yeah. sense. Yep. Where he had a lot of the Spidey sense in uh, in, in, in Civil War. Oh, yeah. He did. Like He, well, he catches the web thing when he yeah. kills them without even looking at it. And he's, I really like that, but I did like what they did in Homecoming, the opening where he's filming his time at the airport, yeah. and I thought that was really cool because that seems like a very teenager thing to do. Because even, even as a poor kid, you're still going to have access to a smartphone, albeit a crappy smartphone, a smartphone nonetheless, and he'll filming something is just that something his generation does i mean he's he's a high schooler despite him being you know semi popular i want to say like he definitely isn't like super popular in the movie but i i think that you're absolutely right i think that his short little cameo in civil war was very very well done yeah, I know some people think that's kind of a weird tonal shift in an otherwise pretty serious movie. Mm-hmm. But it's a comic book movie. I mean, you can have fun with it. And yeah. I I think the suit was perfect because he relied on crawling and webbing up. He goes toe-to-toe mm-hmm. with Captain America and kind of holds his ground. Mm-hmm. And then in Homecoming, he can't even climb a wall. 
yeah and he's afraid of heights which is fine if that's the first movie and there was originally mm-hmm. going to be like i think nine spider-man movies it's fine to start him out with that but when you already kind of chucked your wad in civil war it yeah. seems weird to go back now even though it takes place months later no you're right and the fact that he has to rely on a robotic suit to do everything for him to mm-hmm. it, it he's relying too much on tony's intelligence when he has his own intelligence to work on and i think that was one of the issues with far from home as well was how i mean he even talks about it with happy is like everybody's wanting to know like who or if i'm going to be the new tony stark and i just don't know if i could take up that mantle mm-hmm. and that's one thing that i really appreciated about this movie and just it being civil in, civil, in civil war yeah. is that he wasn't trying to be tony stark he was his own he, character. He definitely looked at him as a mentor. He definitely looked at him like, oh my gosh, like, oh, oh, like he, he idolized yeah. Tony. It was very clear Which that he did. doesn't make sense for Far From Home, though, because then he gets his idol's life work in the Edith classes. Yes. Has time travel, has every Iron Man suit, every Spider-Man suit, like every Iron Man invention. And he he's just like, call I'm going like to hand this. missile from space. And yeah, exactly. And then he's like, oh, these glasses look way better on Jake Gyllenhaal. I bet he should have them instead of me. Yeah. And he hands them over. I'm like, that's what my other problem with it. So Homecoming, I don't think did the character justice, but the story worked well. Yeah. No, I think Far From right. Home was the opposite for me. I think the character was done a lot more justice in Far From Home, mm-hmm. but the story didn't work. Yeah. Um, Stuff like that. And just more nitpicky stuff. And yeah. I just that's my opinion i think tom holland is great in the part i mm-hmm. loved him in civil war i think they used him the right amount the yeah. action was good the suit looked great mm-hmm. um him interacting the fact that his introduction to the mcu was acting interacting with all the avengers and the fight at the end with captain america against iron man something everybody had been waiting to see for so long was just magnificent i mean that shot where it's in between you're just seeing iron man hold his own against cap and the winter soldier and you're just like very well choreographed very well choreographed you're hearing metal on metal because of the shield and that and then at the end when instead of killing tony after his mask has been ripped off shoves his shield inside of the arc reactor Mm-hmm. And he walking away with it, and he just screams at him, just like, "Hey, that's my father's shield. That's not yours. He gave it to you." And just, it's like, fine. Drops it. Yeah. He just drops Another it. Another thing I loved about Civil War that, like Spider Man, I think, was a lot better in Civil War than in the solo movie, mm-hmm. was Black Panther. Yeah. I loved the suit way better, and I loved the script way better for Black Panther. Yeah. Because he is almost like a Batman-ish cold stone cold character in civil mm-hmm. war and the suit looks like armor it's bulky and he's really relying on mm-hmm. his cat like reflexes and fighting talent to mm-hmm. take on the avengers yeah and he has good motivation and black panther he had more of a personality but it was kind of comedic mm-hmm. uh it wasn't as pulled off as serious um and the suit in black panther i hated i hate the yeah. fact that he can just you know put on a switch and just blow enemies away with energy mm-hmm. blasts i'm like you're not a star wars character like it, it seemed just so weird for him to have this force field 
that would just blow characters away Mm -hmm. the cgi didn't look as good it didn't look as traditional and tribal which is the thing i liked about black panther it's like they live in a modern Mm -hmm. society but they still the black panther mantle is still meaningful because it comes from their past yeah and then the black panther movie it's just kind of this again same problem with spider-man homecoming this robotic ultra Mm -hmm. technology based suit yeah um no, all in all, it go just going back to Civil War. It was a fantastic movie. It really was. It deserves to be at a number two slot. It, however, was not at my number two slot. What was your number two? It was Captain America: The First yes. Avenger. Exactly. And even though that title seems to be wrong because Brie Larson took the first Avenger. Well, that was in the nineties. And yeah, well, nobody remembers Captain the nineties. They're the all 40s. on heroin. <laughs> Who was? Everybody in the '90s. Kurt Kurt Cobain was. Oh. Courtney Love was. Just just remember just if, if you could remember anything about the '90s, Matt, because I know you were. You, were you born in the '90s? I was born in the '90s. Dude, you were not a '90s kid. You were born I, in '99. I was you're born '98. You're not a '90s kid in the slightest. No, I'm not. I'm a '90s baby. You're a '90s baby, but I was you, like you ain't a '90s kid. Not like this guy. Now, dude. I love it when people in 99 are like, oh, I'm a 90s kid. If you weren't born in the 90s, you won't get this reference. It's so like, frustrating. You grew up, like, I, I've met younger... some people like yeah. that, and, you know, it's just not the same. Yeah. Either way, I'm... Captain America, First Avenger. It is at my number two. That's surprising me. me. Why, why is that surprising to I you? Just, it's, it's a solid movie. I, I just... I. And I think the character, I think the costume design is great. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's the most interesting it, or it most ca- entertaining. It, it was the summer blockbuster of 2011, came out in July. Yep. And the the thing is, the thing that I really liked about this was it truly was the setup for the Avengers. I really liked that. But really, it gave this wonderful story arc that people have seemed to try to recreate as an origin story for a lot of other movies since what's that and that you 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 see this wholesome character this wholesome selfless character who wants nothing more than to serve you don't see that very often as a character like you don't see them start off that way very often. Not that is true. And that's why I liked about that. Let, let's, let's talk about the scene where he, he is in the army and the, the, the doctor and the sergeant are talking and he goes like, you're choosing him seriously. He goes, it's not about the brawn. It's about the heart. And he goes like, I'll show you something. And he grabs an inert grenade and he tosses it in there, and everybody runs away except for Steve Rogers, who jumps on it and he screams, "Get away! Get away!" And Doc's like, "Told you, like he's selfless. Guys, like, that's he's still skinny. I, yeah, he's still skinny." And that's he starts off really, really selfless, consistently. The whole "I can do this all day" thing. He's willing to take a punch if it means standing up for the right thing. He's very smart in the sense that that part where they're just like, oh, nobody's been able to get this flag down in 20 years. I don't expect you guys to get it down now. Go on, try, and all right, come on, let's go. And he walks up, pulls the pin out of the bottom, grabs a flag, and hops in the back, and he goes like, oh, I'll see you back at the base. Very smart. 
Yeah. No, because obviously nobody else has thought of that for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so good about this. And then when he does become the super soldier, when it does work in that part where Peggy Carter's like kind of like touching his chest, yeah. it's just like, oh, <laughs> oh my. you, uh, you're not just a good-hearted man. You're I like a how good the same lighting technique man. in that to make him look bigger is also used in the Morbius trailer. Yeah. That's a side note. That was, it, it was really, really good. I really yeah. enjoyed it. I liked the arc with uh, how when he he's a super soldier and his first task as really being a super soldier is being a, an actor. <laughs> Yeah, he's being propaganda monkey. Yeah, that that's that is his entire job, and it wasn't until he was just like, no, I need to do something. Like, the, my friend is in there. My friend is about to die. Uh, something needs to happen. Somebody needs to do something, and so he goes in with you know. He goes against the orders of his commander. That, too. but he basically goes in in his full costume. Yeah, he goes in like okay. He had an army jacket over his and costume, and and he did have a real helmet. But yeah, he, the helmet. I mean, come on, like his his costume was on underneath that, and that's just delightful. That is a wonderful mm-hmm. thing. I think it's hilarious. And he became this super ba dude. Like he was able to walk in and like just do amazing things. And he had that friendship with Howard Stark. And how that's how he got the the shield, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, just that all that thing and going on with the Red Skull. I really really enjoyed that. It, it, all in all, it was a solid movie. I like the Captain America character. I love Chris Evans as Captain America. Sadly, I feel like that feeling of loving Chris Evans is going to damper my feelings of Falcon becoming new captain america i just I, I can't see it being the greatest of things i i like that he handled handed the shield off i mm-hmm. don't think we need to see anything more than that no i i think you're absolutely right um it, i it just endgame felt so all right we close this book mm-hmm. let's continue on with the characters we just introduced yeah dr strange black panther and that was what was nice about Captain America number one being the first adventure. It was like, okay, let's let's really start opening the book of what this Avengers series can look like. Mm-hmm. It was it, it kind of like the door was cracked open with Iron Man. It was kind of like it just kept going out a little bit more. And then all of a sudden, bam. Mm-hmm. Captain America comes in, the door flies open, and we're seeing like that. Where people are like, oh, okay, okay. Don't really care about maybe Iron Man. Hulk, maybe we should start that, uh, paying attention. Captain America, okay, okay. Let, let's start paying attention to what the MCU truly has to offer now that they're going to try and tackle the Avengers. Because the last time the Avengers was tackled was a really crappy TV show, I think, like back in the '90s, and it was like bad. There's earlier t- or later TV was, shows, but it was yeah. okay. Well, I'm talking about live action, not the cartoons. Oh. Was there a live action? Yeah, there was a live action. Oh. It was it was bad. Now, if you're going to go to, like, Earth Mi- Earth's Mightiest Heroes, that cartoon, yeah. dude, that cartoon was, it was legit. All Chris, right, Matt. You're number one. Can I take a, can we predict each other's number ones? I, I think that we should go at the same time. All right. Of what our predictions are of each other's? Yes. All right. So, right. 
One. On one? On three? Yes, on three. One, two, three. Infinity Iron War. War. Iron Man. Iron Man is correct. Is Infinity War correct for you? No. Okay. What do you think mine is? I thought it was Infinity War. Well, g- give yourself a second guess. Iron Man. Iron Man, baby. It is number one. Yes, Iron Man is... Oh, you cannot beat the star power of Robert Downey Jr. when he was fresh out of jail. I know. I don't think he was fresh yeah. out of jail. Fact check. No. <laughs> Again, don't listen to us. We're underqualified. Yeah. We don't know what we're talking we, about. We have yeah. no idea. This Fact is, check us. Yeah. Um, I think it was kind of the start of his comeback. Same with Jeff Bridges, too. It definitely was. Um, a lot of... Some people really don't like this movie nowadays. Really? Yeah. It's Why? pretty mixed. Because the is pacing... They, is it because they see a misogynist man? No. Is he misogynist? I don't know. He slept with a reporter. Anything oh. could be misogynist well, that's now. that's what he's supposed to be. That's why Stanley created him. Because it's amidst, like, a Cold War. And it's like, let's make a story about a superhero who manufactures weapons. Nice. Um, so, we this movie, it's... A lot of people don't like the pacing of it. And they don't like the fact that the villain is just a bigger Iron Man. I think it works great, personally. I mean... I think Jeff Bridges is bigger than Robert Downey Jr. They or do is need a, he? No, he he is Matt. He is. Or is he though? No. Do I have to he, fact check this? No. I, I, th- I think I'm gonna fact, fact check. I'm gonna fact Let's check. Let's see it. who's bigger. All right. No, I I think that those people are wrong, wholeheartedly. The people who think who, Jeff who, Bridges who, is bigger. No, the people who think that or, this movie's bad. That this is. This is the kickoff of the MCU. This is This is what really launched it into true All right, Jeff Bridges is 48 pounds heavier than Iron Man. How is it that you can Google that? How can you Google the weight of a celebrity? According to Men's Journal Health Fitness for Robert Dungeon and how celebrityhow.com for Jeff Bridges is the first result on Google. It's probably not reliable. None of this seems reliable. No, fact check that. Fact check. Fact check. There you go. No, it, it it was it was brilliant. And the opening, I think, was probably one of my favorites, where it starts off with him in in the convoy. Yeah. And no gang signs. No gang signs. Oh my god, you're a woman. I think that, <laughs> it's just it's very in character. It's very clever. He's a very clever guy. He's very very charismatic. He's he's drinking. Yeah. In a convoy, like, seriously? He's joking then, around with the troops. Yes, he's joking. He unleashes the Jericho on a Middle Eastern desert. Yeah. Like, those jihadis won't even want to come out here. That's what I think is really, really cool about it, is that it, he he definitely... That, those critics be, like, screwed, because I love the pacing of this movie. I love that it opens with him getting hit by the shrapnel and then it's like it cuts to black and all of a sudden it's like him supposed to be at an award ceremony and he's supposed to be accepting it and Jeff Bridges character forget what his name is Obadiah Stane o- Obadiah Stane Obadiah Stane Ironmonger. he's like he's almost upset that he's there yeah. and where 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 is uh, Tony Stark he's gambling, he's gambling and he has women on either end of his arm he's got a couple drinks He's like, oh, this is for you, and he's just, he doesn't he just care. To a guy. He doesn't care that he just yeah. won an award. Like he, that that was him. He was this arrogant, selfish jerk, and I love it because it made his turn 
act of redemption all the sweeter. Because mm-hmm. when he was in the cave and he had talked to... What what was the guy's name in the cave? Yoshi. Yoshi. The dinosaur from Mario. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, he, he's talking to this guy in the cave and... He, he almost... Yinston? Is that his name? Maybe. Let me check. Um, fact check. Fact so, check. It, it, it was very, very well done because here you have this guy oh, who's basically Yinston. saying, like, you, Mr. Stark, you are... A, you are like an angel of death. Like, this is what, you, this is what your weapons do. This mm-hmm. is what they've done. And he, he's been confronted. He, he's been confronted with how he's been living and how he's made his living because what happened when he got back into the states and he announced that it was going to be shut down that the weapons manufacturing was being shut down stock prices dropped people left people didn't respect him anymore and he just he didn't care because he was like i saw what was happening over there Mm -hmm. and i'm not going to be a part of this anymore and that's part of the reason why he started building this Iron Man suit. He's like, I'm going to do something. Yeah. And what's the pacing thing? The, the criticism people have is the villain is mm-hmm. uninteresting. He's just a bigger Iron Man. And he's just all of a sudden halfway through the movie, he's like, I'm going to be a bigger Iron Man. I think that's a legit mm-hmm. criticism. It's kind of like it feels shoehorned in. It doesn't really fit into the rest of the movie, that subplot. Um, doesn't fit into this origin. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very, very minor flaw, though. I don't think it's as big as people blow that up to be. Um, and I like the fact that the villain is someone who is tied to Robert De- or Iron Man's um, Tony very, Stark's. Very close to him. He's like a dad to him. Yeah. I think that's that's fine to have that be the origin mm-hmm. story villain. Um, and people always say, like, you know, the first half of the movie is him becoming Iron Man, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden he's Iron Man. And then it's a different movie. Yeah. It's him versus Stain. But I think there's a good evolution. I think it's throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything, it's probably editing that could have established him earlier as a threat. But there's also that great twist where he's like, somebody's selling my weapons to the people in the Middle East or these terrorists. And he's like, that's me. Yeah. And th- it's a good twist. And th- I think that's the halfway point of the movie. Um,. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of complaints about this. The reason why I list it as number one is because I remember watching this movie for the first time. Like I said, it yeah. was on Netflix when it, they mailed the DVD to you. Mm-hmm. I remember watching it with my mom in my living room. And I just like the scene where he reaches into the hologram. Mm-hmm. And it's like he has the the hologram Iron Man on yeah. his arm. He's spray painting the suit. Like everything was so cool. I had never mm-hmm. seen effects like that. It was humorous too. It was part. humorous. He blows himself to the roof. He yeah. lands on a his sixties era car. Yeah. Totals it. I think that was a Shelby. Was it? It was, yeah. it was an old, old Shelby, it's, I think. It's it's a great movie. It was, it was fantastic. And I have I think my nostalgia of it might influence the reason why I put it at number one, mm-hmm. but that's fine. I mean it's my opinion. I th- I think it was my rationale as well. I was in I was I was a freshman in high school, or I was going to be a freshman in high school when this movie came out and hit theaters. And I remember I I was watching it, and I loved it. I love this. I really it just did. Goes to the Middle East and just blows up all those terrorists. Oh, it was great. 
It was so really good. good when he throws his arm through the wall yeah. for the fat guy terrorist and just rips him through the wall. A and plane flies into yours him now. Reds the wing off the plane. Yep. He's all he's like, yours. Um, your plane hit me. Yeah. It was weird. The fact that a fighter jet hit him and the suit, the Mark II is fine. He has a and gold titanium alloy, boy. The Mark 50 gets torn to pieces when Thanos punches him. No, something tells me that Thanos might be stronger than, than a fighter jet. Than a fighter jet. A metal fighter jet. Yes. Thanos fist. Thanos bleeds. Yeah, last time I checked, most beans do bleed. I know, but he's not that strong. He, he's as a strong lo- as a he's a lot fighter stronger. Jet. A lot stronger. Dude, Thanos could probably lasso a fighter jet. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's he's I th- I one of the strongest beings in the entire MCU. I know, but I think his power level. He's stronger kind of than fluctuate. the Hulk, and that's not just shown in the MCU. Like that's a proven fact. Like it's a proven fact. Yes. All right. Fact check. Where did but you see this? I looked up a list. Did you watch them fight? No. You look up a freaking list online like a nerd. I, I've never <laughs> seen Thanos and Hulk fight in real life. Oh my gosh! You are such a turd. I hate you so much. <sighs> I'm so tired. And on this very frustrating note, it's time to end. Thank you so much. Wait. Wait, what? Thank you. <laughs> Have a good whatever, All right, everybody. Yeah. All right. Have a good week.